0: Fanny Pack Wrestling is a proud member of Diamond Club and the Freakin' Awesome Network. Check out more great content at diamondclub.tv and freakin'awesomenetwork.com. TV. Buenos TV. Nachos, amigos. what's up guys
1: okay you're back
0: yes i'm back you didn't uh, buenos <laughs> for like the last minute and <laughs> a half
1: we lost you for a bit there
0: it was playing it, it seemed to be playing for fine for for fine uh but buenos nachos amigos and welcome to fanny pack wrestling podcast uh our intra uh kind of uh technical issues aside we're here with uh the eighth edition of the fanny pack guide then uh here to talk about kind of check in on lucha underground a bit uh i'm pd rave your man with no plan here with me is none other than david jeffrey majors aka djm how you doing dj
1: i know that guy hi everybody uh, the good ship fanny pack is off and running once more, and we are headed towards Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, by way of Austin, Texas. PD Rave, yes. let's talk Lucha Underground.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, here with us as a guest to talk about Lucha Underground and a couple other things is none other than Patty McSwag, aka Patrick Swagger. How you doing, Pat?
2: doing all right uh thank you bastards for getting me back into wrestling yes yes yes
0: uh of course we're here uh having just kind of like had a heady discussion about a myriad of things including uh nxt and mma and all sorts of things we're here to talk about something a little bit more fun and uh a little bit more kind of uh uh, a little bit more happy for us i think i would assume uh we're talking about lucha underground aren't we deej
1: We are the wrestling production on the El Ray Network that has captured the hearts of many a wrestling fan on this side of the world looking for a fresh alternative. And recently, for the South by Southwest uh, Conference, Lucha Underground took their show on the road for the first time and put on a, a little soiree in Austin, Texas. And these two lucky bastards got to see it live. So we're going to talk about that on the show as well.
0: hmm. Talk about Austin Warfare. Uh, Patrick, I have to ask you like, what, what were you anticipating uh, when we were waiting to, to check out Austin Warfare?
2: I, I assumed my mind was going to be a little bit blown. Uh, you know, Lucha Underground, I think. I must say it. I'm gonna make a bold statement. Is the best thing in wrestling right now, especially televised wrestling. It is unique and interesting and wonderful, and uh, more so than than any of the other promotions. Even like say, Chikara, which is you know Pennsylvania's own, uh, has really sucked me into wrestling to watch it on a weekly basis and pay attention to stories. So I assumed. They were going to do something enjoyable, but I wasn't, uh, I didn't know how they would handle it with, you know, the whole, uh, keeping it within the story of what was going on versus, you know, versus the fact that we factually know they filmed all the stuff right now from months ago. Yeah, it
0: was interesting. It was interesting to kind of see it. Uh, the drink. (laughs) double drink uh it was fascinating to see it where they they timed it during the story they pretty much did time it within the episodes aired so you know kind of keep it that to that uh so i presume they must be like signed an nda when they attend the, the temple like or something like that like for for there not to be much as far as spoilers uh I mean, of course, if you look at the Wikipedia, you know who the champion is at the end of the season. But uh,
1: well, why would you do that to yourself? I know you idiot. Yeah. Enjoy Lucha Underground. Yes. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Miserable bastard.
0: Um, so it was it was, uh, it was it was it was it was it was please don't ruin it for
2: me. I've managed to avoid that particular spoiler.
0: Uh, At the end, it's a human tornado who wins the title and he keeps it. making a grand triumphant comeback from his Wrestling Society X days. Sorry. Sorry to do that. Uh, But yeah, Austin Warfare. We can start with that and then we can circle back uh, to to actually talk about Lucha Underground so far after that. Uh, But Austin Warfare was... Start, started off exciting started off exciting we got into the austin music hall uh and we we kind of we got the sense that they they'd kind of brought a li- at least a little bit of the temple to us Aust- to the austin music hall uh we saw now, Petey, were now pd i just want
1: to ask uh, since this was in austin uh, when you made your way in uh, i know you said it felt a little bit like the temple but uh was there a sense of vape in the air as well
0: uh, I, I, I didn't smell it. I I think, you know what? There is, there is, I gotta give Austin credit. There is, there is an overall indoor smoking ban throughout the whole city. So no smoking is allowed, including, uh, including e-cigarettes. So, uh, that's one of the positives, one of the positives of Austin, Texas, which is, uh, the fact that nobody's allowed to smoke inside, uh, but yeah. Uh it was, it, was it, it the environment was interesting to say the least. Uh drink again. Uh yeah, we're getting weird lag. The lag, the struggle is real. Uh but yeah, it started off with a four-man match. It started off with a friggin' four-corners lucha. Uh kind of a good old traditional four-corners lucha. Uh and I think this is the match that contains Did the,
1: they have Melissa Santos as the ring announcer? Yes. 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 Right.
0: She even Oh, before like if before she actually even came out to the outside and said hi and started like I think like snapchatting with the the fans that were waiting outside. Uh and I think that they heard like And shooting hammering.
2: promos cuz they were filming the whole event because reasons, yes. which I assume will someday become clear.
0: Yeah. For for reasons uh I, wait, I haven't even seen her on the main show yet. But yeah, uh, also there was a moment where uh, Katrina uh, came out to greet the audience uh, and accidentally locked herself out of the venue
1: <laughs> and tried to get back and in. Why couldn't she just teleport back in on her own? I don't know.
0: It was it was something of like I think because she, she couldn't turn out the lights outside. It was yeah. it was a lighting issue. Yeah, hmm. yeah. She 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 it she, she teleported through the darkness that's that's her thing uh-huh. you know i see the lights go i see out, she moves so uh unfortunately it was nice and bright in the in the austin afternoon day uh but yeah the four corners match uh which which i think has gotten the most uh we've had the moment that gotten the most like news and uh, buzz outside of you know from people uh outside of uh, observing outside uh from austin warfare. Uh, specifically for one spot by one particular, uh, aero, uh, space traveling, uh, luchador. Uh, yeah, it was Aerostar. It was Aerostar Drago, uh, Son of Havoc, and I believe, uh, Pentagon Jr., Mister is Miedo himself, uh, in a four-way lucha to one fall. Uh... Swagger, how was this as 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 the for for first match?
2: (laughs) I mean, I mean, holy shit! I mean, like like you could have you could have started the holy shit chance when they announced the the lineup. I mean, I every single person in the ring is someone I enjoy on their own level. Um, even even can we just talk about how? right now is there a more over heel than pentagon jr because he's kind of a heel like he's he's kind of a bad guy he breaks everyone's arm
1: he is but
2: but people fucking love that guy i don't even know if i love him but he is so much fun to watch you could
1: say he is the stone cold steve austin of lucha underground yeah he
2: very much fills that role um Aerostar has been in the game for for a minute and is uh, quality at what he does. Uh, uh, I I really, really like Son of Havoc, slash, totally not actually just Matt Cross in Half a Mask. And and Drago is.
1: Drago Drago is is my favorite.
2: Everything I love about Lucha Underground, and that Drago is a fucking dragon. He isn't a guy kind of like a dragon. Drago is a fucking dragon, and that Drago Lucha is Underground absolutely my favorite. He's a fucking yeah. dragon, and yes. that's what makes Lucha Underground beautiful. Yes, uh,
0: he is fantastic. I st- he he goes ahead. He, I'm glad he's around uh, because it, it adds more uh, existing wrestlers for me to add to my dream uh, battle royale uh, match to have at the DragonCon wrestling event, where I want the DragonCon Dragon, Con dragon Battle Royale, which is all the dragons of wrestling. In one second, like although basketball. there will be one dragon less
2: dragon and drago, there will be
1: one and- less dragon now. Unfortunately,
2: oh, no. are, we gonna, are we gonna get emo about no, that no. right just, now? Just saying, we're moving on. We'll maybe, maybe on. he can be the special guest referee. We're moving on as we're as the you know person who fully we're understands moving on. dragons.
0: We're moving on. Yes, uh, but yes, uh. The, the, this one had the biggest spot, I think, the most uh, buzzed-about spot in the entire night was in this opening match. Uh, did you, Deej, did you hear about, like, all the buzz around Aerostar, uh, Aerostar's, I guess, now infamous balcony dive?
1: <laughs> um, I will say that I did not hear much about it uh, until I heard that someone was seriously injured. Yeah, that, that was the only time I heard anything yeah so I'm coming into this entire show relatively blind.
0: yeah uh, I will say I, I can tell you uh, for certain what, what, what happened because uh, part of what happened to, to uh, Aerostar happened right in front of us <laughs>
2: like literally like uh, yes yeah. Aero, Aerostar for- got tossed, tossed off the top rope through a table awkwardly. A yeah. lot of blood was on the ground, and it there wasn't were, there cut blood. It was blood blood. know, yeah. It was... Oh, no. so. So there, there was a lot fluids. of blood. Okay, that was, what, three minutes into the match, and we all thought Aerostar was dead? <laughs> or something. You like, know?
0: The, like, the, it the, was, he was...
2: He came down very awkwardly. Like, it yeah. was a in, a... in certain wrestling promotions, you might hear a You Fucked Up chant. Like, no, it was... It was it was not the most graceful fall through a table anyone's ever ever had.
0: Yeah, and uh, there were definitely... Uh, we couldn't tell if it was blood just from looking at it, but there were definitely uh, fluids that emanated from one Aerostar uh, on the mat after they kind That's of... That's why you...
2: I mean, Aerostar, Aerostar goes to the Deadpool school of outfits and he wears red so his enemies can't see him bleed. But there was definitely a dark ooze... On the black mat surrounding the ring, that they were very, very attentive to clean up with something that smelled suspiciously like bleach. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, how did the rest of the match go?
2: And then the rest of the match just went fine.
0: They all kind of. uh, It was a fantastic. When you you have
2: that kind of talent in the ring, you have a good time. Yeah, it was. I mean, like it was everyone like a good four way match. Everyone got some moments to shine. You know, Drago's yeah. fucking Drago. Yeah. And he he dragged some motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, Son of Havoc is one of, quietly, one of my favorite guys wrestling right now. He is, uh, he is deceptively agile. Like, he doesn't look like a dude who would be, like, doing, like, crazy bounce-off-the-ropes fucking flips. But he does them with, yeah. like, kind of an impressive amount of ease. And and again like I said uh uh like Pentagon Jr tall. is the most the most over <laughs> heel in the game and it's in part because he's really compelling in the fucking ring like you know say what you will about him but he uh he plays his part really well
0: yeah uh and then they all really kind of uh worked well with each other. Uh they all kind of uh had their moments. It it was a nice flow. Uh Aerostar popped up again. Uh so <laughs> it
2: I I wouldn't say I, he popped up as, as much as uh fell from the heavens. Yes. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> in a
2: the, in a holy shit like like the holy shit chant then happened. Yes. When when Aerostar leaped off the balcony. And this wasn't balcony to the ring where it's like, yay, feet of change. This was balcony to the floor where it's got to be 20 feet. And it was
0: impressive. But I have to say, like, it, it, looking at it, it just I didn't notice that he was even there. I think it was just our, our angle. <laughs> well, so he, he,
2: he leapt from the balcony above us. Yeah. And he left on a stretcher bleeding profusely. After he didn't match. just leave on a stretcher. He left on a stretcher, bleeding profusely. I, I will say. Seen. I think honestly,
0: uh, I don't think this jump really did much different. That the that oh, the he was our, he
2: was preemptively broken from the table mess.
0: Yeah, and I think and, and the the closing spot was a power driver suplex combo uh, by Pentagon Junior on Drago and Aerostar. Which is what leads me to believe why Aerostar bothered to come back. It's like, fuck, I got to get back for the ending spot. <laughs> it's like, stay back here for a bit. Then go back out there. Uh, which was, uh, which I think, uh, which was always like... But I was the like, match
1: did finish. Yes. And by all accounts, it was a, a pretty good spectacle to see.
0: It was, again, minor injuries. It turned out to be not too bad for Aerostar. Uh, I mean,
2: man we have has... a small aside that the house band was fantastic. Oh yes, whoever the house band was,
0: I've, oh my god, it was
2: I not. That. I don't think it was the same house band that they have on TV, or at least not the one on this week's episode. The house band was terrific.
0: Oh my god, they were fantastic. So the the, the house band, I uh, forget uh what their name, but the house band did a fantastic job of like being a mix of like uh being a mix mix of like rock and roll and traditional like like mexican well not traditional more like uh modern mexican dance music modern mexican dance uh like there like, was
2: there was what what i would call a mariachi flair to what they did but they weren't strictly a mariachi band
0: yeah it was it was uh it was uh it was fantastic like it was so super fun it was so danceable uh like, it, uh, it, it, I
1: wish I knew the name. Let me see.
0: Uh, I I for the for name. those
1: out there at home, uh, Lucha Underground, part of their presentation on El Rey Network is that inside of the temple at Boyle Heights in Los Angeles, they will have a band playing during their television tapings. Uh, a lot of things that uh, happen with pre-taped televised rustlings so is that they'll do taping to taping to taping in succession. And for a lot of fans, it's kind of hard to keep them, keep them around, keep them interested, keep them energetic. And one thing that the LRA Network... Uh, put down uh, and Dario Cueto put some of his own cash down for is to have a band playing uh, inside of the temple in Boyle Heights while things are, are in preparation. Uh, PD Rave. Uh, did you figure that out? Uh, yeah, it was just,
0: it was fantastic. I'm trying to, well, no, I haven't figured it out. It's
1: like trying to find it uh i did as much vamping as i could pd yeah
0: yeah i don't know we'll we'll have to find out uh later on and maybe maybe update people but it was it was hard to find out uh but yeah they were fantastic they they they, it was fantastically fun and added to the whole atmosphere uh and they did like they did their style covers of like pop songs that uh were were fun and they had fun little like uh interactions with melissa santos what because she would get in the ring to get ready to announce the next match but then she you know they were still playing so she danced a little and then like they'd like joke back like jokingly gesture back and forth with like the band and her uh and it was fun.
1: Now the rest of the show.
0: Yes, the rest of the show uh there were only a couple there weren't too many matches uh but there was there were still good. There were there were nice couple matches. Uh eh, the next segment was Vampiro kind of had a little like Hey guys, you're awesome, brother. Brother, this is fucking awesome. Uh, I'm gonna cut a promo, brother. Uh, And then like he takes like and then like they furthered the the whole the doctor that shows up in the beginning of the season showed up that night to discourage him from uh, participating in the south by south revelry and alcohol and debauchery. And then he beats up a bunch of uh, a bunch of plants dressed as uh, uh, orderlies. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it was
0: that? and then he, yeah. he beats
1: Respect up the for the TV Chokes, chokeslams like
2: were thrown out like but here's the thing like they made everything fit into the story and then even bothered to add to the story plus as much as like I was not super into vampiro the wrestler I love vampiro the commentator and lucha underground and and the character he plays in that universe because it totally works and uh his his character like has has depth and complication and really adds to the uh, the the allure of Lucha Underground. Yeah,
0: uh, and then kind of uh, the transition to uh, Katrina. He says that complains. Or, uh, we had a moment with Katrina Vampiro and setting up the Phoenix Mil Muertes match. So Phoenix and Mil Muertes uh, were to have a match. Uh, Katrina kind of set it up saying that she that uh, Phoenix had to win his this match in order to get his title shot the next day on the episode that was going to air, uh, you know, kind of like you know house band stuff, you know house band promo stuff. I mean not uh, house show promo stuff, uh, you know, kind of like have it uh, like uh, fit in with the story but not have any actual consequences. But but it still set up a really cool Phoenix Mil Muertes match. Uh, you. I guess you would say so, uh, Patrick. It was a pretty good match.
2: Yeah, Phoenix is. Uh, I. I kind of like that they're trying to sh- like make him into the guy. Like they, they. I think they want Phoenix to pick up where uh, Prince Puma left off as kind of being the very likable, overcoming adversity face uh, of the of like the the promotion. And, and Mil Muertes is a good villain because, like, Mil Muertes is the the evil hand of Katrina who, you know, took, a, took away our beloved Dario Cueto, who's, <laughs> spoiler alert, back now.
1: He's also the walking personification of death. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Which
2: he's the fantastic. walking personification of death.
0: And, and it was, Phoenix is the walking personification of rebirth. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that they keep uh, mentioning the man of a thousand lives. Like yeah. it's like it's, it's a little obvious and a little on the nose, but it works well. Like the a thousand lives, a thousand deaths. Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, as as someone who understands, you know, just enough how how the uh, sauce is made, you know, you know what the outcome's going to be. But you want to, but you still want to see it get there because again, like the like the thing about Muerte is especially in the context of being in a promotion with guys who are mostly, you know, luchadors by the WWE definition. And by that, I mean like five, five and tiny and incredibly athletic. Like no chase is a massive motherfucker. Yeah. Like, he's a big dude. And I am, I am a fan of the quality big man versus little man fight. Yeah. Cause it, 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 you get to kind of see what makes wrestling great. Cause in a real straight fight, the big guy's probably going to smash the little guy, but in professional wrestling, the little guy has the top rope. The little guy has the ability to fly, and and you get a little bit of that here.
0: Yeah, and then it, it worked really well, and 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 kind of set it up and got people hyped for going home and watching tomorrow night's episode, you know, or the, the following. And, and again, up.
2: selling selling Phoenix as the as the face guy, uh, as the new the guy.
0: Yeah. And then that transitioned to the next match, which was Ivalees and Taya. Uh, Ivelisse, uh was it was fun. Uh, it was fun to see her live. Uh, she was. Can she I was just say the bandana? Uh, can just
1: say Taya, man. <laughs> Taya. Are,
2: which? Where are you? What's your stance on Taya? I'm curious. Yes. See, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. very, I'm very much the opposite oh yes like i i i i'm not i i guess djm I guess likes
1: himself some
2: taya my best compliment to taya is that i don't like her but it's not because of her
1: wrestling ability Yeah, which i, I think is
2: is a compliment in, I in, like in every sense of
1: the way. everything
2: about taya
1: she she gets two but, thumbs up from but she's on the opposite technology.
2: side of that I fucking love Evil especially Lucha Underground Universe Evil who's one of those people who's not necessarily good, but not necessarily bad, but a total badass in the ring yeah. to watch. And
1: like Petey, <sighs> yeah, I- I'll say this to you, and you'll understand this, and maybe some of the listeners out there will understand this. Taya though, <laughs> that, that's that's what I have to say. Taya though. Uh, I will say yeah. being
0: there live. I, I know that it's because they have their own music. Uh, there's a part of me that knew it was it was going to be the case, but is is disappointed I didn't hear uh, "Whack a Flock of Flames" uh, "Load Em Gun" sounds when Avril's came out. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm like, that's that's one of the best things about her in the Indies is the fact that she just <laughs> that song. I'm like. Ludem Gun sounds. Ludam Lud Gun sounds. Oh, it's just fantastic.
1: But But this is uh, Lucha Underground. It's it's it, it's its own thing.
0: Yes, its own thing. Uh she did she did rock the, the the war bandana over her face as she came out to the ring. Uh like a true thug for real. Uh, and again,
2: I adore Eva I think she is everything wonderful with Lucha Underground can be summed up with the notion of her and her being her holding a belt and her challenging the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the company to his belt at one point previously this season. Like, she's awesome. And, yeah, I'm a yeah. fan. Yeah. Also also incredibly tiny as a human <laughs> being because she walked like a foot away from me on the way out. And I'm like, hi, you're awesome. You had a great match. And then in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, you're like one." It's like, she's you don't like, look, you, she's look, listed at like you look. Five, like five four, but like. Oh my god, she she's like 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 miniature sized and could still kick the shit out of me. Yeah, uh, she's a badass, and I, I like. I feel about Eva Lee's the way DJM feels about Ty. If you catch him
1: adrift, uh,
2: I, I hear you, I, Swaggy. I, I, I res I respect you, but I
1: disagree. <laughs> yes, i you are entitled to your opinion. Uh, I
0: respect you, Swaggy P. I hear you. Uh oh, Pedro. his first name? Here.
1: His first name is Patrick. Yeah. His nickname is the Swagger. That never occurred to me until now. Oh god. Oh, oh god, do I have
2: to cut a rap record now? No, it's just a
0: here it, it, it literally it would have been Let's even just better. move on. Let's just Let's move on, on. Petey. Let's move on to Drew, the main God Drew would have absolutely loved that as well. <laughs> Me throwing out the swaggy pee. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but moving on. And then the main event. Uh, the main event, which was uh, pretty fun uh, and fantastic. Uh, you know, it, it was a fun main event. It was it a was, uh, Cage, uh, Prince Puma, and Rey Mysterio uh, taking on Johnny Mundo. Uh, P.J. Black, the Darewolf, and Jack Evans. Uh, we we started with Johnny Mundo, P.J. Black, and Jack Evans doing a promo. In the I ring. feel
2: like you're underselling this. This was the first in-ring appearance, other than the people in Los Angeles who watched to get taped of Rey Mysterio. Yes. Ever, at this point in, in in story, Rey Mysterio had only been training the as Tekka Junior guy. It, That's all we've sec- seen of him,
0: and and yes. acting poorly.
2: Yeah, and acting poorly.
0: We'll we'll, we'll talk about that in in a moment.
2: (laughs) But, but, he gets in the ring and he's with Prince Puma, who's my boy, and Cage, who I don't understand how Cage went face, except that Johnny Mundo's so fucking heel that he can make anyone face. Yes.
1: (laughs) I'm Johnny Mundo. My abs are better than you. My abs are in better shape than you've ever been in your entire life. Yeah, Look at my abs. Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I love Johnny Mundo. I yes. I do
2: too. He is he's wonderful. Johnny Mundo's like I've top five heels him. in the game. Uh, I've always game. loved him. Yes. he's he's fantastic. He, I just I want to talk about fucking Jack Evans on the mic oh, doing slam boy. poetry to
0: open the oh, match. He, he had a nice lengthy like, slam poem. Do
2: like do like a couple of stanzas. He he did like a fucking diss track. Worth of slam poetry full, at the beginning of the full match. Sonnet.
0: I think he, he managed yes. to fit a full
2: sonnet in there. And and <laughs> can I just say, like uh, this this was my first exposure to Jack Evans. Just oh, because, really? yes, because really? he hasn't really been in the ring much this season. This season of Lucha Underground, like he's only yeah. now really showing up. Yeah, and he's mainly been in AAA
0: f- more than anything.
2: Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. fucking shit! That guy's got some mic skills and some very yeah. solid ring skills to back them up. Uh, uh,
1: dude, Jack Evans is Jack Evans is Jack is Evans on is on
0: like, How long is you're, if we... you're a
1: fan of Rick of sorry Prince Puma, you should thank Jack yes. Evans he because is, Jack Evans terrific. is the OG of high flying and he will be respected as such. Yes. Yes, um, and, and
2: and also, good God, him on the mic. He was him re- on the mic. He's been wrestling. Can, can they just get? give him the mic forever when when Jack Evans gets to a point in 10 or 15 years where he's got to hang up the boots if someone does not hire that motherfucker to do commentary they are losing out because he could be great at it he could be like the like like he could be the next Jerry the King Lawler and even better got, like Jack the Evans crazy the- says anything is the guy who adds the magic to wrestling commentary, he could be that and better because it's he is funny.
0: Jack Evans was deeply talented guys, with a mic
2: with a microphone. He's one
0: game. of the guys that was in the in the original Wrestling Society X in Lucha Underground. Uh, like he's right up there, along with like, and he's he's one of the OGs of Ring of Honor, too. Yeah, like
2: he's been around forever. Uh, Jack Evans is an OG. He doesn't look that old for a guy who's
1: been around forever. He's yeah. not, he's not, but he he's one what of the saying? OGs of the modern era of the indies yeah lately. and to see him having this resurgence in lucha underground it it fills my heart with all kinds I, of joy
2: i think he has a lot of upside in the long term of lucha underground because of his ability to talk and he's great in the ring like here's the, the thing about lucha underground i don't know if there's anyone in there that's not good in the ring some 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 would argue wow uh,
1: pd i'm about to blow your mind right now jack evans is 34 Mm mm-hmm yeah uh, he's got a couple of good years he's left. Year now. I believe he's the same age as, and now that he's retired, I can use this name again. I believe he's the same age as American Dragon because I'm pretty sure they started around the same time. So yeah, Jack has plenty of years left. He's got plenty yeah. of time. Jack's not going B. anywhere. September for yeah. he, he could. Of he
2: could be a. He could be a huge <laughs> face and or began, a huge oh, heel Matt in Russ. Lucha Underground. Like, he could be a...
0: He began began wrestling
2: in the Matt Rats promotion,
0: which was set up by Eric Richel, which I I, I swear to you, I initially read as Mall Rats, which got me a little excited that at one time there was a promotion called Mall Rats, but obviously
1: it's Matt Rats. Strangely enough, Brody Lee, the the current Luke Harper, was never in that promotion. But enough about that. Tell me about the match, guys.
2: (laughs) So, so we get Johnny Mundo, Jack Evans, and PJ Black. So you've got, that is a you've got trio. You've got <laughs> essentially, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the comparison, and I mean this as a compliment, basically the bullet club of Lucha Underground. Like the the white guys who play super heel to to the luchadors versus I want, Cage, I want, I want who is somehow heel. a face now, and I don't understand that. Prince Puma, who's the best guy in the company. And Ray fucking Mysterio, okay. Like, Junior. like I got to watch Ray Mysterio wrestle. That was pretty rad. Yeah. And you know what? For a guy who's been in the game as long as he has, he's still mostly got it. Like he doesn't have the gas in the tank he had a couple of years ago, but he still got it. Probably doesn't have well, his original knees. But he's yeah, still yeah. In
1: WWE, uh, he got rid of all of that Vince McMahon mandated muscle mass, so he's able to move around a little quicker. He's
2: still a very in shape motherfucker.
1: He, he's starting to look like the young Rey Mysterio Jr. that the world fell in love with, which and, is
2: awesome. And he he is still great to watch. Like again, in, in this context with having having two younger guys be his support and be able to take, you know, their thirds of the match, it helps. And I think I think the notion of him in Lucha Underground is to be the older, wiser, yet still can go kind of guy. And And in that role, I think he will be great. This match was better than a lot of things because it was like this whole cage Johnny Mundo thing that they've been building for so long, really coming to a head. And the fact that like Prince Puma is, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be really sad the day he signs with WWE. Yeah. I'm going to be really sad because it, it's going to happen. And I know it. Um, and Rey Mysterio who still got it, it was fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, um, and it was Page a lot of a cool. Did you think a guy like Brian Cage could do a six-one-nine? Yes, he yes. Can. <laughs> it's
0: all right. Yes, because he could also those, do a those of us, star press.
1: Those of us that regularly watch ways. pro wrestling gorilla know that it started with Excalibur saying Brian Cage is a fucking machine. Yes. That is not hyperbole. No, he Brian is- Cage is an anomaly. He, he and, is. And, and here's the thing. Whacker, I will say this. Brian Cage is indie Brock Lesnar. That, yeah. That's the way to describe no, it. I, and
2: I was going to say this. I don't know how he's made it this far without a WWE contract because he looks like someone McMahon um, would want to get saying, on his knees and blow the shit out of because he is he, a fucking freak. He, here's the, the thing. Way.
1: He had a developmental deal, got bumped because of the wellness policy. Yeah. Allegedly.
2: Allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly, He's a better, big, strong freak of a guy. Basically, everyone who plays that character in WWE, short of short of, big show, and only because he's been in it
1: so long, it's kind of amusing. The the comparison I make is Brock. That's the comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. And and probably is come, came by his muscle mass just as honestly as Brock Lesnar, <laughs>
1: uh,
2: and yet and yet and yet he is not on Monday Night every night. But again, Luch Underground's a better program. It, uh, the nature. Also, of it he, he works
1: full time for AAA in Mexico, so he's well, good he's for he. Fine. he he's I
2: hope good. I hope he like. I don't even like him as a character. But I like him in like weird ways that I can't describe because because he has a foil like Johnny Mundo. Because, right, like... Shit in.
1: So you, you've never seen much of Brian Cage in PWG, have you? I think I've seen one match with him. Okay,
2: okay,
0: okay. Oh, God. One of the, I think one of the still matches swagger.
2: to I actively swagger. dislike I'll the say Brock Lesnar athletic freak character. I just don't like it. It's Here, boring.
1: It's not. Here's the to thing me. about Brian For Cage. Reason, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. Right. See, here's the thing about Brian Cage. I just mentioned he was. He regularly goes to PWG, right? That means he can keep up with everybody in PWG. So, yeah. take that and oh. add on to the fact that oh, he yeah. is just this athletic freak of nature. Yeah. And the fact that he can do all of the things that everybody else in PWG can do. Oh, that's Brian Cage. Yeah. That's a match. Brian
0: Cage. I, I think a match to see I, with him is I, his I, match with the current Apollo Cruz, uh, back then known as Uha Nation. Uh Brian yeah, Cage, Uha I, Nation. I could see
2: that being an incredible match because Apollo Cruz is very
1: talented. And he's, again, he's a, he's a kind of a freak athlete. Too, you know, he's a kind <laughs> of a
2: freak athlete guy, like that. They, they
1: are like, they are parallel. You could yeah. say yes. they're parallel.
2: And uh, and that's Brian like, page. Like Sorry. what? What is the timeline in everyone's mind for when uh, Apollo, for when uh, Prince Puma, aka Ricochet, aka whatever they call him, is in NXT? Because it's got to be basically as soon as mm. he's contractually allowed. Because I'm that's not sure there's anyone that's anyone of it. that. Like, he's I mean, relatively he's, young. He's wrapped like, he on wrong. season two.
0: So yeah. um, what,
2: I, what I heard the rumor is, is he is contractually obligated to be officially a Lucha Underground member until season three airs, which is spring, I'm guessing. But after that, he's free to go because they have filmed season three, for, I think, if not completely for the most part. I I want he more than than almost anyone in wrestling right now deserves a fucking payday because he is un-fucking-believable to watch.
1: Yeah, I feel like PD did Ricochet and Brian Cage ever do anything in PWG? I feel like that should have happened.
2: I I
0: imagine they have. Like We'd have to look
2: it it up. The match was pitched as Cage like I don't even like this guy but I fucking respect him. Which in the character of Of cage in in uh, in in Lucha Underground makes sense. Like you don't necessarily like Prince Puma, but you deeply respect him because he's you know they he's the heart and soul of the company right now. He is in many ways the guy. Yeah, he is, which is why they're he, which is why they're trying to I think position Phoenix to be the guy.
1: And for and
0: season get. two of lucha underground, underground. hashtag yeah. segue yeah. yes hashtag. uh for season hashtag. two of Un- underground. uh so uh lucha underground season two so far uh we've we've gotten to through uh to aztec warfare which is i think i thought was a good kind of point to like say hey let's check in on it let's see how it's going this far so far this season uh you know we're good kind of starting point there's also been an episode after that but uh I've wa- I know I've watched up to Aztec Warfare. I don't know if anybody and anybody else is gonna kind of remote. I saw the
2: episode part. after Aztec Warfare. Uh but I will I will save uh the things about it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: So But I, I watched that uh
0: yesterday, I think. So I think what were like what were what were our expectations what were we expecting from Lucha Underground this season? Kind of what was I'll start with you, Patrick. What were your expectations, I think, like, as Season 2 was about to premiere?
2: So I watched a little bit of the beginning of Season 1, and then the tail end of Season 1 got me, especially the the final episode of Season 1, which was like a... It wasn't... What did they call it? I forget what they called it. But like uh, the Ultima tail end... Yeah, Ultima, Ultima Lucha, Lucha yeah that like to me was one of the best wrestling shows i watched all of last year basically short of only uh you know uh new japan and their their dome show for the year like they uh once once you get sucked into lucha underground and start to start to wrap your head around what it is as opposed to i think every other wrestling promotion right now especially the televised ones it is it is intended to it's packaged in such a way that it is, it's super story driven. There are, uh, there are what I would call cutscenes of varying quality. Cause not all wrestlers are great actors, but they, they add to this, like, I don't want to call it realism, but it's realism. Like they, they take it. They take the story very seriously. It's, you know, immersion Drago's before. Drago's a fucking dragon. Arrow stars from fucking space. Petey,
1: Petey, let let him get Prince, this out. This is this is clearly yeah. something he, he <laughs> yeah. needs to get out.
2: Prince Puma fucking growls because he's part Puma or something. Yes, like it it, it the, What it does is is it creates this universe in a way that that no other wrestling promotion I think has tried recently. Like really creates this self contained universe. It, it it takes kind of the the comic book comparison of wrestling to its logical conclusion. So I got sucked in and this season has been terrific. You know, they brought in, they've brought in new guys, new people to add to the story and expand upon it. Uh, Joey Ryan getting, getting probably a medium sized payday, uh, because he's, uh, he's Joey Ryan, the King
1: of dong style, the King of dong
2: style. (laughs) Um, you know, and, and even like, even Chavo Guerrero Jr. is in here, and you kind of are okay with it because it makes sense. Yeah, well,
0: Ch- Chavo is
2: Chavo is an okay executive producer. He, he's yeah, he's, but he's, like, like he's like Chavo as like this fucking gigantic dickhead constantly, which makes sense. If Chavo, if if this was like early TNA where Jeff Jarrett was carrying the belt around everywhere. It would be stupid and forced and annoying like TNA, like 10 years ago when Jeff Jarrett was carrying the belt was no, let, let him f- go.
1: Let him go. Petey. He's got a lot to get out of his system. Chavo's let go
2: Chavo's just a fucking asshole. And he makes sense as a fucking asshole. And, and you know, he's got a foil this season, especially in El Tejano jr. Who, I am now introduced to who seems like an okay wrestler who doesn't like Chavo Guerrero Jr. in the ring.
1: Tejano was the AAA mega champion for quite a while uh, until Alberto Del Rio returned to Mexico. So they had a pretty good feud uh, that actually crossed over into Lucha Underground for a little bit in season one. Uh, And I got to say, Petey, I don't know how you feel about this, Seeing Tejano uh, as a tecnico, sort of. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I'm, weird. I'm still not. I'm still not totally adjusted to the idea of Tejano being a technico. Are you?
0: Yeah, it's like it's also being the proud Mexican when he, when we know when if you are familiar with uh, anything in AAA, his name is Tejano.
1: That's his not thing who is, he the is. Texan.
0: He's the Texan. He's, That's the, not he's who he the, is at all. He embodies the the bastardization of Mexican culture into Tex-Mex. Like he is he supposed
1: isn't he supposed to be the gr- almost a gringo, right?
0: Yeah. He's supposed to be Tex-Mex per, personified. Like and, like and
1: and he's never been like Eddie a Guerrero technico. back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And he's never been a tecnico. It's so weird. Oh. Uh,
0: and I, I that being said, we can expound on on maybe some of the the disappointments, but that one, I, I could I could have lived without. That there was there was some things that could have been cut out for the sake of cohesion and 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 keeping things simple and. I, I I think Chavo's is, is, you know, he's, he's done his, his work to the business,
2: but <laughs> no, no, but that, what, what, what Chavo is adding to the Lucha underground universe.
1: Let him get is, this out. Petey because is, is history. Has it a, doesn't has a lot have to get
2: to get out. It, Chavo Guerrero jr. Is, is one of the, the links to the, the longstanding tradition of Lucha Libre and, and the Mexican wrestler, even though he's from Texas. Um, like it is it is the tying, like like the the links between AAA is not just purely where they're getting a big portion of their talent. It is taking a lot of the the concepts inherent in lucha libre wrestling as opposed to the American wrestling of like the importance of the mask. How many like everyone in WWE who ever wore a mask got that shit ripped off? Everyone who was in it for more than five minutes. I think
1: WCW. Pretty much
2: all of them. All of them, in between both,
1: got let, their let, mask let ripped Swagger off. Let Swagger go, P- Petey. Mm-hmm. Let him go.
2: All of them got their mask ripped off. In, in, in Luch Underground, they rip the mask, but they don't rip it off. It is it is the, the, the sin is done. You have ripped the opponent's mask. You have disgraced him. But you have not like full-on revealed fucking Rey Mysterio or Kane's creepy-ass face. You don't do that. Because then you fucking ruin everything and you ruin the point of the fucking mask in the first place. Uh, it just, it works on a level that I don't think anyone else is willing to try. It's sort of being this self-contained universe. Like, it's, everything is is quote-unquote real. And, like, in a way, it makes it even more engaging than than say wwe where some of the stuff they're doing right now is fantastic but some of it is so fucking stupid it ruins the rest of it and i don't feel like there's anything that fucking stupid going on in lucha underground right now
0: Uh, yeah we we can talk about kind of some of the the highlights uh this season there was there was a big shift in uh the paradigm there was a big paradigm shift uh, a pivot, if you will. Uh, <laughs> if you want to use Austin buzzwords, uh, everything was billed as being darker, you know, a, a darker temple, because we had the we had Mil Muertes and Katrina uh, reigning supreme. Uh, Mil Muertes literally having a throne on which he sat, sat looming over all of the the temple. Uh, while Katrina took over Dario Cueto's office. uh, It was
1: like Shao Kahn and Sindel in Mortal Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. And I love it. You're not wrong. You're not (laughs) wrong. (laughs) One thing that I love is the fact that people always say, oh, it's pro wrestling. It's not supposed to be like a video game. One thing I love about Lucha Underground is that it fully embraces the fact that it can be something that is not completely based in reality. And yeah. Mil Muertes sitting on the throne like Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat, uh with Katrina being the, the mistress of the damned as but, it were. But, but Shut up being... Swagger! I'm not done <laughs> And Katrina, being the mistress of the damned, uh, it really adds to the mystique and the aura of kind of a a more darker season of Lucha Underground, which is what Matt Stryker was talking about in the very first episode when he picked up Vampiro when he said, the temple is a much darker place.
0: Yeah, it was cool. It it was cool. Uh, It was like... Uh, it, so, one of the cool things that, that they had at the uh, Lucha Underground was they were handing out these free uh, comic books. These little, like, promotional comic books. Oh, really? Yeah, it's was, it was a round little comic book. Kind of like a prequel uh, little story. And, you know Nothing you know major. I have,
1: I have seen snippets of that online. I yeah. have.
0: And yes. Then, and they kind of set up a really cool kind of field. Uh, specifically in how um, Mil Muertes got that crown. Which is the disciples of death? The you know the the at the time of this, I think season opening, uh, trios champions, uh actually going out and uh, going on a kill, actual literal killing spree and claiming the skulls of their victims and propping them up on this on this altar throne
1: and creating the this, throne for Mil Muertes. The show is absurd. It is. It is wonderfully insane. I, I described Lucha Underground season one once as it was it was Tekken with, in in a pro wrestling concept now it is becoming in season two a bit more supernatural uh and, and now it's becoming a bit more like mortal combat and you're seeing all of these stories being told about the aztec tribes and yes. how dario cueto fits into all of this it's all really really fascinating stuff
0: yes so uh let's talk about some of the, the highlights for season two and, and uh uh patrick what will be some of the highlights for you from season two
2: Um, I, like I said, I love Ivalice and I love the Ivalice son of havoc and Helico trio and seeing their sort of the tail end of season one where they, they hated each other. And then all of a sudden they like really like each other and maybe because they just want to win and, and seeing them gel into a really great trio. Um, and then Helico jumping off of all the highest things. Yes. Uh, cause that's kind of what he does. <laughs> uh, that's been, been a highlight for me kind of the whole way through and watching them and their sort of getting, they have more than once, uh, especially with Katrina at the helm, had the fucking shit end of the stick thrown at them and showed the fuck up. And I, I like that again. This is, it's a very real world that's created. Uh, spoiler alert, the return of Dario Cueto. Uh, Dario Cueto, who, you ki- who kind of was the uh, Vince McMahon-esque heel the first season because he's the guy who runs it and he makes the decisions and not all of those decisions you like, so you don't necessarily like him. The pop he got when he came back <laughs> and and the fact that that they made a story with which a guy who you didn't like's return was something you liked. Like, that is the beauty of Lucha Underground.
1: There, um, there is something really special about the character, Dario Cueto. Mm-hmm. He, he is supposed to be the evil authority figure, a trope that has been done more than a thousand deaths in pro wrestling. However, Dario brings a certain charm to it. Yes. In that... He's a charming motherfucker. He's not a maniacal, megalomaniacal madman out for world domination. He is simply a man with a business who loves violence. And his goal is to make sure his promotion is the most violent place on Earth. And you've got to respect that. He's loving this just as much as we are.
2: Yeah. So
1: he's making sure violent things happen. That's why people love El Jefe, along with him just being stupidly charming.
0: Yes. <laughs> stupidly hilariously charming. Uh yeah, there, there, was, there, was, there was plenty of things to like about this season. Uh kind of how setting up uh Phoenix's kind of rise, uh coming in, Gift of the Gods Champion. Uh putting obstacle after obstacle in front of him and seeing him rise to become Lucha Underground champion. Uh that was a pretty cool uh pretty cool kind of uh, moment and uh, thread throughout the season. Uh there, there was a lot of interesting montages. Uh Famous B was was uh was the highlight for me. Uh <laughs> his promos Uh, And and Brenda, and Brenda, Uh, you know I was a four two three get fame, four two three get fame. I
1: actually called the number once, uh, but I only got uh, a ring. It didn't go anywhere, unfortunately. Oh, that's a bummer.
0: Uh, Deej, what would be some of the highlights for you?
1: Um, let's see. One would be the the rise of Phoenix as it were. Uh, Phoenix. Becoming the gift of the gods champion and becoming lucha underground champion for a night was really something because I always love the story of the guy that starts from the bottom as it were and Rises to the championship in pro wrestling to me That is the best story in the world and of course Phoenix rising from the ashes and his ongoing story with mil muertes and, and Katrina playing into things um, secondly the character of Katrina, uh, her as the authority figure during this season of Lucha Underground was really, really cool. It was really unlike anybody else. She was manipulative and and evil and mysterious and dark and, and supernatural. And that was something that you've never really seen in that position in a wrestling show before. It, it would almost be like if old school Paul bearer had somehow become the authority figure for Monday night raw. And it'd be like, wow, this is kind of interesting. And I dig it. Uh, so also Katrina, uh, lastly, uh, Brian cage, he's really coming into his own just as a monster. And the dude is just, he's so good. He's so, so, so good um and lastly, as i said earlier Petey, Petey <clears throat> Taya, though yeah. i, I Taya, Taya, though ty
0: yeah uh she, she she's yeah. she's she's uh she's yeah. intriguing yeah Taya, she's she's intriguing uh yeah, she, she is got, she's got a lot going on for her uh yeah mm-hmm. there was there was a lot of fun i'd say i, I about I, you Petey. uh i and like i said a lot of those same things uh I dug some of the things with I, there was some intriguing things with uh how they were using in Querno. uh there was uh, a lot of interesting a th- lot of great multi uh, some great multi man matches uh I think the big highlights for me is how well they they you know a varying quality in and of themselves but how they well they integrated kind of the the story story arcs and storylines behind this you know kind of the with the, the cut um, the, this year, it, it continues that like, it's, it's always been the thing, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing that you almost kind of take for granted, but that, that production value and the, the way they tell the story, the storytelling is just, uh, at least especially visually is just fantastic. Uh, uh, J- Johnny Mundo's heel run this year is pretty fun. Uh, he hasn't been given a lot to do, But his moments have been pretty fun. Uh, Yeah, but a lot of the same things. Phoenix, uh, Phoenix, uh, his rise, becoming Lucha Underground champion. And the appearance of Matanza was something that was absolutely intriguing and I think landed really well. Dario Cueto returning, but the appearance of Matanza... I think it, it it's the thing where like the monster heel could could you know it it could go a lot of ways. <laughs> Especially like uh it could go a lot of ways and not
2: all of them good, but I think it I think it pulled it off well. Uh I think it's so. Usually, when when a wrestling promotion brings in a guy who basically just destroys everyone, I mean his his introduction was beating eight guys in Aztec Warfare. Like he just he just destroyed eight dudes in a row without without fucking trying, and yet it's almost believable because again, the world of Lucha Underground, there's that sort of vague supernatural element that uh. That, that comes in and uh, it, it works because, again, he's a big dude, but he's also very, very athletic and kind of carries himself in a manner as that character that makes sense that he would beat pretty much everyone who showed up. Yes, uh, Basically,
1: Swagger, I will tell you, Matanza Cueto is not totally different from how Brian Cage is in PWG i could see that far off yeah yeah uh
0: and it was it was it was intriguing to say the least and i think it was pulled off well uh all right let's talk about the flip side uh th- disappointments i kind of like the, the 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 uh less fun parts the disappointments uh patrick any uh disappointments any parts where you kind of did, thought didn't hit well enough uh
2: some opportunities I, um, on our particular show, I would have liked to see more matches, but I understand it was a relatively late plan, and it's the first time they've been outside of L.A., so I assume they wanted to make a tight show with whoever they could have there. Um, and and just what I know will be the wait till next season. Like, we're going to get to the end of this season. It'll be summer, and it'll be six months before we see season three. And I understand from a production perspective because of the nature of lucha underground and how it's made uh why that happens but i still really 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 wish we uh we got more of it
0: um dude, what would be some of the kind of uh i guess disappointments for you this season so far uh or at least one of the th- some of the things you hope they iron out
1: I am hoping that there are a few more female competitors uh, with Taya and eventually Mariposa. They seem to be going in that direction, but I feel like Sexy Star as the the babyface, as it were, Uh, I feel like she needs one person on her side because right now it kind of feels like sexy star versus the world as far as the ladies of Lucha Underground go. Secondly, I'm really hoping that they do a little bit more with the Mac, a.k.a. Willie Mac, who's too talented and too charismatic to just kind of be in the mid card. So I'm hoping that there is more with him as well.
2: Yeah. I agree with you on all things, Willie Mac. That guy is he's super likable and and good enough in the ring that he really I think deserves a run at something. Even if he doesn't get all the way to the fucking promised land, he deserves a run there. Cause he his yeah. he he's super likable and he's great in the ring because because he's that huge guy who can also Fucking jump around and do shit,
1: PD. Yeah. Y- you know uh, the comparison I've always made with Mill- Willie Mac. He is young Samoa Joe. That's yeah. who he is.
0: Yeah, he and he he's he's very much that, and he he he's fantastic at that. Um, I think yeah, I think the, the lack of female characters and and the very inconsistent uh way they pretend to be equal opportunity where it's like they they talk about the the you know it's like oh everybody can fight anybody and then the couple of times they have the big dude beating on the little uh, defensive the defenseless woman thing where it's like mm, there's some opportunities there and I think another big opportunity is I said it on Twitter and I will say it again whose idea was it to let Ricky Banderas talk <laughs> because specifically i say that because i understand if you have to have mil muertes talk but it didn't have to be ricky bandera's talking
1: (laughs) because i agree with you on all of those Uh, the, the only thing that i won't agree with you on pd is this uh and i'm sorry bro i know you're a big fan of kimberly but um, Mil Muertes ain't losing to Ivelisse. Oh no, I, I just didn't think
0: happen. that match was. A, I, I just it, that, that match didn't need to really happen. It's just uh, that Ivelisse can just rest, can wrestle the Luchadors and do all the other things, but we
2: just could have just stayed away from that match. I, I, okay. But I here's here's the thing. So from from an Ivelisse fan standpoint, it, it it builds her as being 100 percent fearless and being willing. To go against the biggest baddest motherfucker, even if she might get destroyed in the process, it, it's, not a, it's not a—it's not one hundred percent like she just got her ass kicked because she did get a couple of you know spots in there. Like it was, I understand like what they're they're trying to show is Mil Muertes is ruthless and will will try to destroy anyone who gets in the ring, but also that Evilise is not going to back down from anyone, and that is, I think, what. And again and and Taya versus Brian Cage which happened like the notion that the girls that don't match back down was crazy. from that match Yeah, was but insane. the girls don't back down from the guys. And that, you know, uh, uh, in the words of Mike Quackenbush, equal rights and equal fights. And and I yeah, think but... Lucha Underground is is doing some of that. And I think, you know, I'm not saying they got to put a belt on a girl. I understand why it happened in, well, they in did, Chikara. But, you know... But like, right. like the, okay, the belt on, on a girl, like I'm not saying that has to happen, but the notion that what they're saying is, is the women here are just wrestlers and the men here are just wrestlers and yes. sometimes women will wrestle women and sometimes men will wrestle men and sometimes women will wrestle, wrestle men and it yes. doesn't fucking matter. They're wrestling. Yeah, yes. And they,
0: uh, yes. Uh, yes and i agree with that it's not i do enjoy into wrestling
2: and it probably
1: never will it will probably never. and the
2: nature of the of like outside of uh, i guess with you know the if you put the typical male luchador in the ring with a woman it makes more sense because they're closer in size and stature but with somebody again. like Brian Cage,
1: Brian or Ca- with but, somebody but again, like Mil Muertes,
2: even even a guy is like this? Phoenix versus Mil Muertes,
1: the size discrepancy isn't that different. Also, the mystique. There's a matter of mystique when it comes to a guy like Mil Muertes. Yes. his, yeah, yeah. his character is a larger than he is. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: And I and that goes back to the like, I understand having him talk, but like. I'm just not having no more to this talk, but Ricky Banderas didn't need to be talking. Like it's just I agree. It it could have been somebody else. Or at least I mean, at least do some like do what they did with Drago. Like the, the like the, the vocoder or whatever they use, like the, the voice manipulation, you know?
1: Something. Well maybe it's just because Drago is not fully able to uh replicate a human voice yet, because he's a dragon. That's true
0: uh he's had a lot of tongue to to work with that kind of just goes all <laughs> over the place uh so i mean that's
1: understandable
0: but i don't know
1: now pd rave as i like to say feel free to take it hume
0: yeah uh so that you know that is the end of another fantastic discussion i think well let's get some predictions quick predictions before i wrap it up just no no more than a couple a few sentences quick predictions of the season to come uh Patrick real quick a couple sentences what what do you think uh is to come with season 2
2: um i think they're going to continue pentagon junior kind of being the heel of the guy i uh, you know where i think we're over millmore which is good cuz i was sick of him like i understand his position but i was sick of him uh I think Phoenix is probably still going to try to be the guy, which is, you know, it, it's that push. I understand. They, I think they're looking, like Gotta I said, I guy. think, I think, I think Puma is going to end up elsewhere as soon as uh, he is legally able to. And, and Phoenix is great. Phoenix is worth watching. He's young enough and talented enough that he could, he could be someone who carries a promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I want to see. I know they're doing another trios tournament, and that excites me. I enjoy trios wrestling as someone whose uh, reintroduction to wrestling was basically Chikara. Uh, I appreciate the trios format as opposed to a tag team, even though I like many of those. Yeah. And I want to uh, see them use Joey Ryan. Yes. Well, I mean, they're going to use Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan should be the fabulous mid-card Joey Ryan being ridiculous. Well, he's going to definitely be because,
0: like, you know, he's... Him and Cortez, him and Cortez, are have a job to do, and that's to get Dario Cueto. And and by the yeah. way, p- fully going into my Detective Cortez, uh, Lucha Division uh, prediction, uh, which is, uh, vindicates me. Uh, Deej, uh quick predictions for season two.
1: I think that Lucha Underground is going to try and do everything they can to take advantage of the fact that they have arguably the most famous luchador ever working for their company. And I see Rey Mysterio challenging for, but maybe not winning, the Lucha Underground Championship. I mean, that's a yes. marquee matchup anywhere on the planet. Rey Mysterio, he's, he's a guy that needs no introduction. So Lucha Underground should use that to its fullest extent.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I my quick prediction: uh, we're definitely going to see a, a. I think there's going to be a big, big showdown between the seven Aztec tribes. I think that it's not going on, on a limb, but I think this we're going to definitely see a big marquee moment for that storyline. Uh I think probably soon. Like
2: what? Know. Like a, a seven way.
0: Battle Something. for some Something. sort of some some or at least the cussing. Something will happen to kind of further to for, further solidify who the tribes are. We'll find out who the tribes are and who's their representative. Uh but yeah, let's bring it on home. Uh Patrick, real quick, what do you got
2: going on? Uh I do a, a music podcast with this guy named uh Pedro. Uh it's called Record Breakers, uh at four record on Twitter. For record break, or uh, recordbreakerspodcast.com. Is that what it is, I think? Yes. Uh, we talk about music every week. Uh, we review an album. Sometimes uh, people like it. Sometimes everybody hates it. That's usually when I pick the music. But uh, it's a thing I do, and I think it's actually not terrible now. I think we've gotten to that point. So if you like music and are looking for an excuse to listen to new stuff like I was when we started, uh, go check it out. Play the Record Breakers, the home game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I
1: spare would like to be on Record Breakers again. Yes. Yes.
2: You're always you're always welcome on Record Breakers.
0: Yes, uh, Deej, what, what what do you got going on in the world? What do you got going on on the internet? Delta Juliet Mike Productions. You
1: you guys know all the stuff. You, you guys know it.
0: Yeah. Uh, DeltaJulieMike.com.
2: He's no,
1: they t- know it, PD. No, yeah. it's 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 good. They, they know uh,
0: it. He's what, at-
2: pimp your Patreon, DJM, because because I'm supporting that shit, and more people should. Yeah. Well, uh, check him out on Patreon. Uh, patreon.com slash delta juliet mike go go check out what he's uh making and if you are like me and appreciate greatly the things that djm makes you should throw him a dollar or two or 50 but like (laughs) like a dollar or two is nice it just it helps keep all the things happening yeah so i can Um, listen to them yes
0: so yeah uh we're fanny pack wp fanny pack wrestling.com uh it's all on rebelli.net for this and other shows uh, YouTube.com slash as well. I'm PD Rave. Just call me DJN. Until next time. Awesome. As well.
1: Play the bass. Somebody play that bass. You need that bass like you need Where trainer. Where is the outro? Ice Bear needs the outro to fit that.
2: Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But do they really...